Hello and welcome to Keanu Club, like a cool breeze over the mountains. This is episode either 79 or 80, and I will explain why in a second. Between <laughs> Two Ferns, the movie from 2019. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm uh, Mike Manzi. And the reason it's 79 or 80 is just because last week, very just, just last week, Mike, you and I recorded with Mike Flynn, the John Wick expert himself. That's right. We recorded our Power 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 Bellum Parabellum episode of this very fine podcast. This I think is gonna like, I'm just gonna this is gonna be like a fifteen or twenty minute yeah, episode, I'm sure. It's come out first. And I'm gonna edit this tonight <laughs> when I go home and just gonna put it out. And it's basically, hey, Keanu Reeves is in between the two friends of the movie and the movie's great and he's great. Yeah, I mean this would have probably ended up somewhere on like a clip show episode or something where we would have done yeah. like a compilation of a bunch of his little cameos and stuff. But like yeah, this uh I Kind of caught us off guard. I had no idea. I didn't know any of the celebrities that are in this movie when I started watching it, except that Keanu was going to be in it. And I found out like the day or two before. Yeah. The movie so what dropped. happened was that I, you know, I listen to Comedy Bang Bang every week, and this was co-written and directed by Scott Aukerman, who's the host of Comedy mm. Bang Bang. And so this past week, uh, so uh, uh. on both Comedy Bang Bang and Freedom, because Lauren Lapkus is the co-star of this movie along with Zach Galifianakis. Yes. And she's on Freedom, and so they've been talking for a while. They announced her a while, like she's in the movie. And then they were sort of joking, like, can we basically announce that Paul is in the movie? Because Paul F. Tompkins plays just, like, the very the overt, like, message in a TV, like, hey, <laughs> never give up on your dreams, which is just great. But then slowly over time, they would announce star here, star there, or whatever. And so they had, last week, the Comedy Bang Bang episode was with Zach and Lauren. It's basically the four main actors. It's Zach and okay. Lauren and Ryan Gall, and I don't remember the, the woman's name, who plays the sound, the, the sound boom, boom person. Yeah. <laughs> They were talking about different things, and at the end, you know, they mentioned Keanu Reeves, and I was, I texted you, I was like, do you, do you know? Because I didn't know. I, I had like, no we're idea. like, what? Something I was already going to watch very clearly, Weekend Of, I was like, oh, I really yeah. need to watch it now, because yeah. this is podcast material. Yeah, and I woke up Friday morning, and I put it on right away. And the first thing I'll say is, I had to actually search for this in Netflix. Like, oh, really? Because when just... I put it up, it was, the, it was like the big banner. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. I had to actually search between two, and oh. then it popped up. So get on that, Netflix. Yeah, I, I put it on right away, and the first thing I noticed is he comes really early in it's the McConaughey movie. McConaughey, and then it's him. Yeah, his second celebrity, right out of the gate there. Very brief uh, appearance. I think one of the shortest ones, but very strong uh, to have him like right at the top like that. The story of this movie, so if you don't know Between Two Ferns, it's a funnier die series, and now it's also on YouTube. That is created by Scott Ackerman, I think, and probably and with Zach, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. And Zach offers really awkward, terrible interviews of celebrities, yeah. and he sits between two ferns, and it's just like this awkward thing. And they had Obama on; like it got really big. It got huge. Like it's Charlize a very popular thing. I mm-hmm. think they were probably about twenty-one, I think, in total. Okay. And so they just, you know, I guess to commemorate the movie or whatever. They did a full interview, which I've not seen yet, with Paul Rudd, and they put that on YouTube. Oh, I think what they did is everyone on the movie got a full interview show, which I would and love they're to release see. One on yeah, one, I would one love one. that. So what the movie is is Zach wants to be taken seriously. He wants his own actual late night talk show mm-hmm. on the Lifetime Network uh-huh. because he's a straight white man and he deserves it. I thought first he was like, "I want a lifetime. I want it. I oh, want uh, it for for my life, rest of my lifetime. Yeah, for the yes. rest of my life." But he actually Lifetime Network. Will Ferrell says, "Okay." If you give me ten interviews, because their studio ten, gets trashed, mm-hmm, ten if you give shows. me ten shows in the next two weeks. Yes, let's make it interesting. By next Monday, uh, you can have a. I'll give you a TV show. And so they go across country. It's the four of them, and they're just going from celebrity mm-hmm. to celebrity, celebrity, and 
interviewing these. And it's a road trip movie interspersed with the different interviews. But before the studio gets trashed, Keanu is like, I'm Keanu Reeves. I'm here for yeah. my Between Two Ferns interview. He shows up at their studios, their little, like, just... Oh, it's it's, it's the it's it's like public access public, in North Carolina, yeah. Yeah, it's like UHF. It's great. And I don't want to... I, don't, I, I intentionally don't want to spoil the jokes, but I mm-hmm. do really want to sort of congratulate Keanu again for <laughs> sort of the second movie in a row that we've watched, right, because we saw John Wick earlier, but, like, this and Always Be My Maybe, yeah. he's embracing the fact that people make fun of him. Yeah, he's in on it. These are good cameos, too. Unlike, you know, those cameos he came in and, like, only cowgirls get the blues. And, oh, boy. You know? And sorry to Two remind big you. big thumbs down. <laughs> Contractually obligated to say that joke. It's a bad action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bad movie. Just, a bad, just a bad movie. <laughs> um, but I agree. Like, I love how he is, like, leading into his persona. Because, like, even Cage talks about it now, too, is, like, you know, the internet takes everything yes. in a different direction to another level. And so it's, like, you know, you could either fight it embrace it or ignore it right and like if you ignore it or you fight it like there you can't revel in it and there's no fun and it and you know he is it really seems like it's kind because of, i always see keanu some guy he's like kind of in a shell a little bit mm-hmm. and like he's coming out of that shell yeah like he's really kind of you're right poking fun at himself and all that kind of stuff so. and i think what's actually really cool and i sort of want to divert from between two ferns for a second and sort of echo a really good conversation that Jordan Cara had on a recent Wistful Thinking. Okay. So they talked about Biodome for 20 minutes, and I was like, how is there still 35 <laughs> minutes of this episode left? But then they talked about like streaming media and just all about that kind of stuff. They were talking about the evolution of movies and things like that, and Jordan was like, are there still... Because she was talking about you know straight-to-VHS movies, and she's like, do those still exist? Cara's like, oh, of course they do. They're just, you know, they're just straight-to-VOD. And I messaged yeah. them, I'm just like... I, we, Mike and I have watched like 25 Cage movies that you have never heard of mm-hmm. in the last three years yeah, that are all straight to be Yeah, most people haven't heard of them. And so what I think is really interesting and cool and sort of empowering in a way is that as movies have gotten smaller, sort of, like as a democratization of being able to make a movie, like I'm, this is the brand new iPhone, like this right. is a better camera than like most, like I could mm-hmm. shoot like beautiful video. I'm not going yeah. to, but I could, no. you know what I mean? But like, right. Aside from maybe like red cameras and maybe one tier below that, this is better than anything that's out there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is now for sixty bucks a month, sixty bucks a month, I can have this. Anybody can make a great movie, and mm-hmm. I think that the ability for anybody to do that and just like make things cheaply and quickly and easily gives actors like Keanu Reeves and like Nicolas Cage and whoever the ability that if they find a role, they find a movie that they want to play have a small part in or sort of make fun of themselves or whatever they're able to do that because it's not like Keanu has to every movie has to be a blockbuster anymore right like it, it, it can just right. be sort of whatever yeah and I think that giving him the ability to like be a little cameo and always be my maybe while filming John Wick 3 mm-hmm. or doing yeah. this for a day in LA somewhere like yes I like that because movies both are made and distributed in brand new ways gives these actors the ability to be like if I don't have to bear the burden of being a, yes. a, a leading man, I can be a villain. I think that Keanu, especially as we followed yeah, we the said Keanu Club, yeah. the last four or five years, he's really leaned into like interesting roles. Yeah, against his type. Whereas Cage is just like, I need to be, I don't care how low budget this is, we love him, I need to be the leading man. Yeah, exactly. Keanu's got more of sort of 
more freedom right now because he's in this huge franchise. John Wick is blown yes. up and everything, and it sort of that sort of saved him from his VOD hell, right? Because yeah. you look at how many people are there right now, like John Travolta and stuff like that. Uh, several movies deep now into VOD territory, but like Keanu had one or two, right? And then he kind of popped right out of that yeah. again, and he mm-hmm. got really Siberia. Eh, maybe that hit some theaters. I don't know, but like. He got really lucky. He could he could be wallowing there like Cage is, you know. And again, I love what the Cage VOD collection has become and what it is and stuff. But we're we're of a very minor perception, I think, of those oh, movies. Sure. But yeah, and I think that's you know just where Cage is is like you know without sort of that mainstream franchise appeal. It's not like people forgot who he was because his movies are classic now. But like people aren't watching his new stuff. I think it's adapting to culture and internet and memes and just his career in mm-hmm. a way that maybe isn't as, you know, I'm sure that he could make more money, obviously, if he does what Cage does, right? Like, if he goes to a movie where the budget's $5 million and he makes $4 million of that, right? Yeah. It's just like, I'm on set for six weeks and this is the movie and it's a bad movie, but I'm in it, I'm the star of it, and eight people are going to watch it and two <laughs> people are going to love it and they're you and me. Right. I think that his ability to be like, oh no, like he's wealthy enough that he gave all of his money from the Matrix like to charity, like he's yeah. just set, right? And he just yeah. knows, like, let's just have a good time yeah. kind of and, you know, yeah. surround myself with like weird, fun, creative people and just do a thing that people yeah. are going to be like, Oh, that was really cool. Yeah, and it's too bad Cage can't do that because I think the last time he did something like that was like the Snowden movie, you know, where yeah. he had like two short scenes as Snowden's sort of kind of mentor mm-hmm. guy, like the previous like version of what Snowden what might have been and stuff. And so like, you know, he probably did that because it was an Oliver Stone film and I'm sure he gets offered like small little roles and stuff like that from time to time yeah. where it's like, we just want you to come in for a scene, do your thing take a bow and leave and it's just like ego work ethic whatever maybe he's just like i want the whole movie or something and so you know and i think that's something that we talk about a lot with a lot of the actors and i don't want to be ageist because anybody there's movies that in theory could be made and should be made and starring all ages Mm -hmm. but i feel like at a certain point cage and keanu and even shia and everyone you kind of i want to see them lean into the weirdo kind of character roles Mm -hmm. because they all have been and still are leading actors but i also think that there's more interesting stories to be told and like more interesting performances to see when you're only on screen for two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes yeah yeah like i i love shia and like he's he disappeared for so many years. I mean, he did the he did play John McEnroe, which was a pretty good interpretation. I mean, but like he has to play his own dad in his next movie. You know what I'm saying? He's like, also in the Peanut Butter Falcon, which I don't think it wasn't a huge movie. It was a Hollywood movie, and it was really good. So I think okay. I think he just like I think he scared Hollywood away. I think that's what happened here. And Keanu, okay. I think, just sort of slowed down a little bit and just like I'm gonna be in you know on a Lily Amarpour's movie. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. in. Uh, a Nicholas Winding Refn movie for a couple of days. I'm going to yeah. be in this weird Scott Ackerman Netflix movie. Like Bring I just all, and do the Bad Batch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm just glad that he's doing things like this. Like I would love to do like 10, 15 minute. Like I don't want him to be in 10 movies a year, but if he's in 10 movies a year, that's cool. But, like I wouldn't mind doing 10, 15 minute episodes of Keanu Club a year just to be like, yeah. oh, he's great. Let's go see this movie. Well, what's nice is I think we might see a lot more of this. I think this is just the beginning because there's kind of a Keanu-sans going on of online. Course. Like we're, we've been aware of it. Well, this is know? also very clear. Clearly, the but year like, of Keanu. Yeah, and next year it doesn't seem like it's going to slow down because Bill and Ted's coming out next.
next summer. Well, in this movie, he is either Bill or Ted. So. <laughs> and I feel like we're going to get a few things, a few surprises sure. between then and now. And then, you know, John Wick 4 on the horizon. So, like, yeah, he, he's got a full plate. I don't. I think this is a new phase, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're in a new phase of Keanu, and uh, I'm loving it. Plus, eventually, I mean, sooner probably rather than later, he's going to be in a Marvel movie, and he's also hopefully going to yeah. be in a Hobbs and Shaw movie. Oh, right. And so they're going to be very big movies and also very small movies and just sort of weirdo independent things and whatever that is going to be in. So I'm just, I'm, we're here for it. Exactly, yeah. In terms of Between Two Ferns, the movie, before we wrap up, is mm-hmm. there, what was your favorite part, your favorite interview, oh anything? Hmm. What, what stands the test of time? If we're going to do a uh, walk down memory chain, okay. too fast, too forever question, if you think of this movie, what's the first thing you think of? I'm not a practicing Jew. I've perfected it. <laughs> That Aunt line Man. was like incredible. Yeah, Aunt Man delivered that, and you could see they 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 left it as long as they could because he instantly was about to crack up. But that is my favorite line, and I love the Letterman stuff. Was just great. I thought Letterman and in the in the end credits as well, but all the Letterman stuff. Yes. So my problem with the movie is that, and I was talking to Larson about this today, and I sort of had like an op, like we sort of agreed and also wildly disagreed. I think that the interviews were kind of the the worst part of this, just because I was invested in the story, the road story that they. Were telling okay, and then I felt like when they got to the interviews, they couldn't do like a full thing because it was only gonna be an 80 minute movie. Mm -hmm. And like Scott talked about how he had thought about you know Spinal Tap and Popstar and was like, This movie needs to be 80 to 85 minutes because like if it's longer than that, we're gonna overstar it. Welcome, yeah. And so he sort of had a self imposed, This is what the movie is gonna be lengthwise, right? Having to show 10 of those, and they're really funny. And I love the closing credits, I love the outtakes, I love the bloopers Mm -hmm. because they all are just so giddy to be there, yeah, and just be saying the dumbest things, like Zach just asking the dumbest dumbest questions in the world and like him cracking up at his own dumb questions is great too but i feel like going from a pretty solid you know fun entertaining road movie to just like two minutes of tiffany haddish it's like oh okay yeah i like both of those in equal parts i sort of maybe wish that either like i wouldn't mind if the movie was longer and i also think that the problem is and scott was talking about this on comedy bang bang last week because everybody laughs at almost every question they have to really awkwardly edit it yeah and i feel like when you're able to have a four or five minute interview instead of like a 90-second interview, you can let things live a little bit more. It feels less Mm -hmm. produced. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that was sort of my my drawback. But I mean, I love the ending. You know, I loved... Mm -hmm. um, Oh, Ferns. For, I mean, Welcome no, I mean, I love the, 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 I like the Ferns, but I, I mean, I really love the, the outro, the bloopers over the, the credits. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. Like, I thought maybe if he had just needed to get, like, certain celebrities, right? Like, you need to get five, you have to get these, these five, five celebrities, people yes. or, and hunt them down, or, and, or maybe even some under, like, auspicious circumstances, like, you can't let them know, like, you're being, they're being filmed and stuff. Yeah, I hear you. It's funny how invested I ended up getting in, like, the actual, like, behind-the-scenes documentary, like, the fake the mockumentary, I guess, like style of the rest of the movie really engrossed me. And like, so, I love Lauren Lapkus. I think she was great. I didn't really know the other two people. That so Ryan so Gall like, is like also on Comedy Bang Bang. He's all <laughs> he's maybe most known for being. I think he's on. I think he's on an actually like a, a big. T, I think he's on a network show now. But he, I know him from Bajillion Dollar Properties. Who is he's he one of the on? That. Who is he on Bang Bang? Does he have? Do you so know any of his you know the Calvin's bro- the Calvin's twins? Oh, the, the he plays horse, the triplet. The, yeah, he's the, the third. He's the new the one. The Calvin. Mm-hmm. You gotta laugh. Well, it's a horse farm. I loved Adam Scott when he shows up. He shows okay. up from Parks and Recreation. Zach's like, finally, I'm just tired of that interview. All these actors. He's like, no, uh, I'm from. Like Jason Schwartzman shows up to say nothing. Like yeah. that's a great gag. And John. John, is it John Cho? John Cho is in there, yep. 
bit parts. Like I love Paul F. Tompkins on screen for a second. I love Mary Holland on screen for mm-hmm. a second. I love you know just like people that we know from the Bang Bang world. Like that yeah. scene, yeah. just show up for a minute. I think that's great. You know, Brie Larson was really good. The Chrissy Teigen stuff was weird. Oh, I the John it. Legend stuff was good. It was so awkward and weird. The John Hamm stuff, like all the celebrity interviews were great. John Hamm was great. Haley Steinfeld was great. Aquafina. So, Tiffany do you, Haddish. I, I want to ask you something because I watched it twice, second time with Andrea, and we both picked up on like Zach's hair and stuff like his continuity oh yeah no his hair like when he's completely off off, right okay i was just making because they probably had to like film certain parts whenever they could and pick up a lot of stuff here and there okay and okay because i was like thought it was going a little nuts um and it wasn't i figured that wasn't part of his character that was just sort of no if you also watch ryan gall who's the cameraman cam cameron campbell aka cam the cameraman (laughs) uh he's always got a mustache but his like beard is wildly either yeah and they just said just because like they were doing other things they just had to film it like they kept like part of it consistent but like for the most part yeah it goes so fast too like you know you wouldn't tell unless you've watched it a couple it's also not the movie like it doesn't matter you know what i mean like it's that's not yeah and i know that you're not nitpicking it but it's just no no it was just i i you know i wanted to know if you caught that Yes, for sure. He would get in the car and, like it's a nice tight cropped haircut, and then outside he's just like basically like wearing a wig. Like, I don't, and maybe it was on purpose. I don't know, but uh, yeah, for sure. And he's got a great wardrobe in this too. Zach Galifianakis, all the the child T-shirts that he wears, like, or not T-shirts, but like the the collared shirts with yes. like the stripes and stuff. Uh, but this movie is on Netflix. If we, I don't know if we've said that yet or not, but it's on Netflix. So go check it out on Netflix. Uh, free if you have that or if you have someone's login it's going to be there I guess forever <laughs> I'm just very excited for the I guess the addendums on YouTube the full mm-hmm. interviews yeah, like we said there's one out already the Paul Rudd the Aunt Man one and there's so going to be more I would imagine but yeah I, I you know if we do a full there's a full Keanu oh, one maybe yeah. we'll do a whole other we'll episode come back I don't know. for that put a tag on this yeah, exactly um, any other thoughts about Between Two Ferns, the movie? Uh, no, definitely go check it out. So for all things Keanu Club, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. Check out, in just a couple of days, dropping as a John Wick 3 episode. I feel like there's going to be, do we have another one on the horizon? Toy Story 4 we got to do this year. Oh he, my gosh, that's about that yet. Yeah, we got a cool Duke. guest for that one lined up. Duke Kaboom. So go check that out. So we got, you know, always be maybe from earlier this year. We've got this one. We've got John Wick. Dude, we're I totally Toy Story. forgot he was in Toy Story, and I saw it twice, and I was like, oh, my God. That's exactly what Duke we're talking Kaboom. about with, like, the mini rolls. Yeah. It's great. So go do all those things and check out our other 25 shows in the network, especially Tom Tom Club. Every Friday, Mike and I talk about Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks movies alternating. We're in the midst of some really great Tom Cruise ones, and we're on the verge of some really great Tom Hanks ones. So go check those out. And we'll see you next time for John Wick 3 in just a couple of days right here on Keanu Club.